0: You're listening to Chew on That. And here's what we're chewing on today.
1: I had gotten glass in my foot because my wonderful son had broken a glass and him and his friend must have tried or attempted or didn't clean it up. And so when I went to step in the kitchen and forgot something and turned around, I corkscrewed that piece of glass right up into my foot, the fatty part of the side of my foot. And so that night or that day, uh, pastor was gone to uh, somewhere, the facility or something. And so I waited for him to get it out. And then I decided, you know what? I think it fell out. I think I'm good. I'm going to leave it there. And it hurts and it was still bleeding a bit, but I just kept telling myself because I'm a wimp and a a klutz, I just told myself this, this happens and I'm going to leave it in there. And then I came that Sunday morning, hobbled on the stage and I had one of you, you're in the room. I know you, you came up to me and said, what's wrong with your foot? I said, glass. You said, I have something. I have a sharp metal object I keep in my phone at any time to take splinters out, sit down, and um, I said no. And so I kept it in my foot for seven days. And I just kept telling myself, I think it either fell out, and it's just the wound, or I um, need to soak it out. So the reality is I knew, and I'm going somewhere, this does go with my message. (laughs) And so I soaked it for seven days, and so, but I wouldn't take this thing out. So I did get it out, one night I had soaked it to where my foot was a constant prune for seven days, and I got it out, and guys, it was half the size of a pinky nail that I pulled out of my foot that I had been dealing with. And what I noticed though is that almost a month later the there was a callus that was starting to hurt me and I realized it was very thick skin because it was a callus that had encapsulated and was trying to push the glass out but even when the glass was out it still was like encapsulated and coming out of my body and it of course made me think of when Paul the apostle Paul of the New Testament when he talked about a thorn in his flesh and he begged to get it out and i will tell you for sure we don't we know that Paul didn't actually have a piece of glass or a thorn stuck in his foot paul literally got stoned like with st- rocks, that kind of stone. Paul got shipwrecked. He went to prison. He was basically on the verge of martyrdom every time he shared about Jesus. So it wasn't just a little thorn, but it was this constant issue, which today I'm going to talk about anxiety. That was the thorn in my flesh for two years. But you know, I prayed more to get that piece of glass out for seven days than I prayed specifically to quit having anxiety after two years. So I'm going to talk today with a message called Head Hurdles of Anxiety.
0: Hey, welcome to Chew On That. Hey, you're listening to a podcast where we talk about the current... You're probably... Too bad.
2: Too
0: you bad don't, we you don't,
3: don't do video, that though. there. You go. don't do that when the music starts. <laughs> you don't just start dancing. So I...
2: I- <laughs> now you made him lose his train of thought.
0: Pastor Dallas has been gone for two weeks, but welcome the triumphant return. Yep. Thank you of Pastor Dallas. Yep. He he, uh, what he was doing there was he immediately broke out in <laughs> in dance. dance. <laughs> yeah.
3: I, I think Question I call that Denmark. I call that display display hands. That's right <laughs> over there. Hold on, let me see if I can help you. Uh, you're listening to you on that a podcast where we. Ah, uh, we reflect
0: uh, see, it's not as oh, easy remember. come on We review We <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? Dig deeper?
0: All right, go All right you go, Megan deeper. You Into go, the, you yeah, go. Yeah. Get on the bench, Dallas Sorry. You go, Megan
2: Hey, welcome You're listening to Chew On That And here's what we're chewing on today no no, that's no, 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 no! <laughs> that's, that's the intro. I got that
3: part. Yes, but what, what does he say after uh, that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so, so we both we we both zoned you out. And <laughs> yeah, now we're
2: lost. Oh, I, I, it's something about dig deeper. I don't know. I had to start from the top. I can't just jump right sermon in. Sermon
3: series happening here at Life Church in Green Bay. In Green Bay,
0: this week we're discussing week number. Ooh. I normally help you with this and seven? I forgot seven, seven, seven in the current sermon series titled no hard feelings. Mm-hmm. And this week we're talking on anxiety. Perfect guys. You guys are great. Yeah. What I feel teamwork. like I can take a vacation. Yeah. Team,
2: yeah. The title of her message is a little bit harder to remember, but I know it had head hurdles in it. And I sat there the whole service thinking, what is a head hurdle? But I mean, mm-hmm. she, she explains She, just, she
0: explains that. Yeah. 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 All right. So, so. <laughs> We <laughs> <laughs> Good job.
2: Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, well, we made it. It wasn't pretty, but we got there. Yes. It's like watching the Packers. You know, it's really, it's just never that pretty. So I, I
0: never like, doubted it for a geez. second. Never doubted it for a second on Sunday. On Sunday, not yeah. Oh, Sunday,
3: Sunday, I was like, hey, we're going to be all right. Because we, we just moved into our house. <laughs> and I'm gonna like, be. we're going to be all right. I'm going to go fit. I actually, I, halftime, I was like, I'm going to go do this, this, and this. And then I came back. I'm like, what's happening? Yeah. Why, what is going on? Classic. You can't get past four. Fourteen, huh? So, <laughs> I'm sorry, Green Bay. You know, I'm sorry. I was just, you know, just. Hey, saying. I'm a
2: lifelong Packer fan, but th- that gives you the authority to, you mm-hmm. know, rip in a little bit every yes. once in a while. Yeah, mm.
0: yeah. I yeah, I'm, I'm a I'm a quiet watcher. I don't like watching the games with other people, right? Oh. I can see So this. in my in yeah. my youth, there was a lot more uh, moments of just quietness, and then when something happened, very loud. Mm-hmm. My children show up. Yeah. And then that like the, the first year my son was was alive, like I, I told my wife, no, no, I mean, we we get loud during the during parts of the game. so <laughs> he just has to get used to that and then like now it's now it's it, <laughs> the, the only yelling I do is, hey, be quiet over there. (laughs) Turn your TV down. Yeah. I can can still hear it.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I need to hear these commentators. That's really funny.
2: I just told my mom this week, I was like, I remember being a kid and you saying like, I needed to keep it down. And I, for the life of me, could not understand why noise was so annoying. And
4: (laughs) I said, and
2: now I get it. (laughs) Because I'm like, all I want is peace. And I'm like, That's what my mom said for 18 years of my life. (laughs) Yeah,
0: That's funny. And then if it's too, if it's like too quiet, like it'll be a commercial. I go to my wife. Have you, have you,
2: where are they? Like when you can hear the refrigerator, Mm -hmm. you know,
0: it's like that quiet. And then we pull up the phones, we check our Nest cameras. (laughs) I don't even see him on the camera. <laughs> That's. F- I'm gonna go find them. Yeah. So if it's, if it's quiet for like five minutes, mm-hmm. we end up just going to go look for him so anyway. Are you saying
2: you get a little bit
0: anxious? Yeah. Oh, good. Good tie-in. Get, <laughs> good. Good, good seg- segue. Good segue into yeah. the next. I don't. I wouldn't say ang- anxious, but like um, maybe I I either know they're they're probably making something really messy. Yeah. Or I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little maybe, anxious. Uh, maybe yeah. A little anxious. <laughs> so question. Do
3: any of you have a story similar to Sonny's story of having maybe something stuck that you didn't think was a big deal? And then when you got it out, you're like, oh, that was kind of a big deal. Oh, hmm. Not a piece of glass for sure. Uh, for me, it was a splinter. I got a splinter in the side of my hand mm. and I was like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. And like, I thought it was just going to be tiny. And then you're like, no, you got to do this, this and this. And then someone who was like, well... I gave me the advice of putting neosporin and a band-aid on it for yeah. like a day yeah and so I did that and then the next day I took it off and yeah it came out and it was like it was mm. pretty big wow like Whoa. it looks like half of a pencil Wow yeah Sheesh. I was like jeez and but I but I could see it on the outside of the skin so in my head I was like it can't be I mean it hurts but it can't be that bad because I only see mm-hmm. like a little part and it's just interesting how like on the outside it may be just a little part but oh. on the inside it's a bigger part
0: so oh. uh. Uh. <laughs>
2: That kind of could tie in with uh, last week's bitterness message oh, as yes. well. Yes. With with the deep roots.
0: with two two intros that were just cringeworthy. Yeah. <laughs> we, we get another one. We're gonna get a hat trick on cringeworthy yeah. intros. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, Dallas is back from Israel. Yes. What have you What have you learned from traveling afar?
3: Oh man, I learned that I am
0: not reading the Bible right. <laughs> oh wow. No, I
3: had a, a great. Um, uh, a Messianic Jew as a tour guide. And he was so great. And he was just, he was so good at pointing out the details in the Bible. You know, if it says a city study it, if it says, if it has a name, has an age, if it has, you know, a a description, find out why did they put that in the Bible? Mm. You know? And so it just opened my eyes to stories where I was like, whoa, whoa, and so I was taking notes every time this guy, this guy, he gave like these little, you know, hey, let's do a Bible study. I was like, he did like many sermons, like over and over again. And I and I was really like, it was only me and my cousin who were taking notes to the rest of my family, my dad and my aunt. And then his friend, I was like, you guys are just listening to this? Like, you, this is gold, man. Come on. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, but it was, it was a big culture shock. Uh, it was my first time out of a country where, English was not the primary language, mm. so like I get why sometimes you kind of go over and you'll you know, and people are like, uh, "bathroom," you know, and things like that. Like, you, I get that yeah. now that because I was, yeah, English maybe like the
0: third language. The third language. What are the other ones?
3: I think it's Hebrew, Arab, uh, uh, um, not Aramaic, um, Arab. And I think English might be the third. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So sometimes you get people <clears throat> who speak English. Sometimes mm-hmm. like, they didn't. They're like, sorry. You know, and and it was just like, yeah, this is your country. So, like, I can't be wow. like, hey, learn the language. It's like, no, you should learn the language. Yeah. You know, not that I would say that. I don't know why that came <laughs> up. Like, I would never say you that know, ever.
2: You uh, travels travel something interesting. Yes. I feel like it really does open up your mind and gives you a— the new perspective, like you're saying, like yeah. what, maybe I'm not reading my Bible right? Yeah, like just even having that experience of taking yourself out of your little routine, yeah understanding something else, another culture, another place. Yeah. it does really open up and your it mind. did
3: it just the the culture, the history of certain places. and so it just made me go, gosh, okay. and so it that was the mm, big thing cool. for me. I loved it. i I suggest anyone go and and
0: the churches uh we're we're having a trip to Israel, like a, yes. like a group people from Life Church. Mm-hmm. We're going to Israel, so that's. Yes. Uh, I, I, I think I <clears throat> I don't know if I'm going to be able to, but I, I, I want to like the the, part like I really want to like yeah. I want to, but I don't know if obviously where I'm in life right now if yeah. if going for almost two weeks is even yeah. going to be like possible mm-hmm. right? Um, but uh, I do want to. Yeah, like, it's, it was,
3: I, I, I was going like, as we got closer and closer, it was like, I don't know, you know? And, and then I'm, I walked away going like, I'm really glad I did, um, because it really opened my eyes to some things and I was able to I get some great just video of stuff. And yeah. even looking at it now, I go,
0: gosh, that was, yeah. That, like when you, when you video messaged me, mm-hmm. uh, the Sea of Galilee, yeah, like that, like, I mean, just to get the perspective that, I mean, that's yeah. not, it's, it's not a sea. It's not like, like Lake mm-hmm. Michigan trumps. Yeah. The Sea of Galilee, like mm. trumps it. Yeah. Like, we're talking like a decently big sized lake, yeah, yeah, and, and it's 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 a lake that, like, if you were a fit swimmer, mm-hmm. you can get through that thing, yeah, mm-hmm. like it'd be like a oh, this is gonna be tedious, but mm-hmm. if I have to swim across, I could swim across, yeah. uh, yeah. and but we like, I, I know myself, I had this impression, like, as they say, the sea and the, how the waves crash, mm-hmm. and like, it's it's a lake that's not really accustomed to large, yeah, like, large turbulence. Like Mm it's having waves like that isn't normal. So the fact that in the Bible, there are two stories that are almost back to back in the gospels that it is noted for how, how tedious Mm -hmm. the waves were. Yeah, Like that's, that's something noteworthy. Cause when you look at it, you're like, well, this is like going up to, going up to, going up to mountain and just Swimming on Green Lake. I mean, this is Mm. it's not that big. Yeah, and I I, I had the same thing until
3: I got into a boat that would be similar to what the disciples were in. And I go, okay, now I get it, which is very cool. I haven't told anyone this. I don't think I even told my wife this. this I went on a boat and they said, put your feet in the water and just kind of let it go. And the guy puts oceans on by Hillsong. I was like, Stop. I almost was like, <laughs> like, <it> was just <laughs> like I was like, it was, I was like, wow, this guy knows what he is doing. He's like, yeah. I got some Christians, Let's put on some hills. Yeah. You know? <laughs> How many Catholics we got yeah, in the house?
2: Was, that was not his first tour. Oh yeah, he was
3: no. smart because I was like, whoa, one what last a song. To play.
0: One last question before we start on the sound bites. Uh, what did you primarily eat? <laughs>
3: Falafel. <laughs> Just falafel? Can I ate a lot of that. that? To the, uh, no, but but <laughs> should you survive? uh Falafel, uh, and I think I was telling Megan this called schnitzel, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, that's sausage. No, it's chicken patties. <laughs> uh, <cool. laughs> they just called schnitzel. <laughs> and I was like, and then they had s- tiny schnitzels, and I'm like this is chicken fingers. Like these are, you know, like, no, it's schnitzel. And I'm Were like, you, did you use ketchup? Oh yeah, yeah. But their ketchup is is interesting. Like everything is interesting. It
2: though. has. If it's anything, like when I traveled to Europe, there mm-hmm. were uh, there was ketchup, but it was kind of like a cardamom or like there's some kind of like weird spice in it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It had a little okay. kick to
3: it. Yeah, I, it I dug it, weird. but it was, yeah, it All was, right. there was some things. <laughs> oh my, he didn't listen to this. My dad goes, Hey, <laughs> <laughs> are, are, is there going to be bacon and eggs for breakfast? And my <laughs> tour guy goes, not here. And he goes, why? He goes, cause it's pig. And he goes, Jews <laughs> don't eat pigs. <laughs> he goes, but what about the non-Jews? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't there
0: Gentiles too here?
2: <laughs> Ham, Canadian bacon, you got anything back
0: there? Nah, okay. I'll on. take a sausage.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> have you, have you since you've been home, yes. uh, have you craved the food? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is it something that you're going to probably desire to have more of?
3: Uh, you know, I had a lot of hummus and I liked hummus when I was here. Ooh, uh-huh. yeah. And so uh, I probably would eat hummus again. Um, I never had full, I actually, you know what? I take that back. I want to try Green Bay falafel. So, uh, cause I know there is a shop. I think it's by the exchange too.
0: It uh, used to be. It's on Onida Street now. Uh, okay. Euros.
3: Yeah. I think yep. I'll, i nice. I think I want to go to Euros and, and try their falafel. Yeah.
0: Their Euros are really good. Uh, oh, yeah. Gosh. And that's not what they're called. They're called, is it your own kebabs? Um, yep. Your yep, own kebabs. Yep. And their, yeah, their Euros are really good. The falafel is really good. Nice. It's, I, I, again, I've never had it like yeah. in Israel, but if it's like that, I, yeah. well, I'll let you know. I'm definitely on board with that. It's pretty good. Yeah.
1: two months ago sitting in my car so nobody could see me because I had been so anxious for so long that I thought I just need to like be somewhere that if I just start sobbing nobody will walk in the bedroom or the bathroom and find me that way and so I'm sitting in the car and I write this specifically in my journal God how can I expect my young adult kids Isaiah and Aubrey to come to you about everything when I won't so here's the backstory. two years ago We almost lost our son to suicide and I had become, in the last two years, our family had become so accustomed to a low to mid-level frequency of anxiety that I found myself asking the question and I felt myself feeling anxious when I wasn't feeling anxious enough. Like there was just this constant worry, anxiety, and fear for our son that, I would have moments where life would feel more like this and I'd have an up moment, i go, what's wrong? Why is everything not feeling as worrisome right now? And, and I would panic when things were quiet. Like I would say to myself, I haven't heard from my kids in a few hours. I wonder if they're okay. Or my phone isn't ringing. Is Sean okay? Is Isaiah? Is Aubrey? And I started, and I've not been one to live in this. But anxiety had become the norm. And and you know, I felt like I have less control over my family, my kids than I thought. And we're, I, I'm like, I have no control. I can't fix this. That brought me more anxiety than something that I could specifically fix. And then it started to make me worry about other things I can't control. Like I probably can't control this church, control the attendance, control the growth. And that was very clear.
3: You know, it's interesting that um, I, I really believe that uh, good relationships want conversations that are uh, detailed and not broad. Let me explain what I mean. So like if something is going on, like with my wife, if if I seem like she's upset, I go, hey, what's going on? And she just goes, that's nothing. I could go, oh, okay. And I walk away, but I do care about her. So I'll go, you know, no, no, no. Like, tell me. Like, I have time. I have, I like, I don't, I'm not in a rush. Like, like, let's talk about it. Is it me? Is it something? You know, I want to hear it. And I think that's what I love that, you know, God wants to hear everything. Because he wants to have a good relationship with you. He wants to have a relationship with you to where it's like, no, I want to hear the details. I want to even hear the small things. Don't, you don't have to be broad with me. You don't have to be, you know, like, oh, God here, can you help me with, you know, this situation like God wants to go know what situation and I want to know everything through that It, it and so that was the first thing that popped in the second thing was I I had a journal moment myself re- recently where I'm writing in my journal of prayer Asking for helps through something as i'm writing I feel like the Holy Spirit gives me the answer I need. And I finished my statement by going, God, thank you for already clarifying and giving me peace through wow. this. I felt like he just put things into clarity. And mm-hmm. so I was asking for it. And then I had to realize the reality of it. And then I go, God, thank you for that. And so it's so I think that's why it's so important. God doesn't just want to hear like broad, you know, you know, uh, uh, not detailed statements. He wants to hear everything. You know, don't worry about mm-hmm. anything, but pray about everything.
2: Yeah. Like Pastor Sunny said, she struggled for two years with basically crippling anxiety Mm -hmm. and yet prayed for that piece of glass more than the anxiety. And that really stuck out to me because it's like, yeah, at some point I think, God, you know that I wrestle with this every day. So like why, or it becomes the thing. uh, And I'm, I'm classic at this. Like I'll have an Amazon return and it will sit on my, mudroom bench for like weeks. Mm. And I just like, I I don't want to deal with it. And it's not that it's a huge inconvenience for me. It's not a lot of work. It's actually pretty quick and easy. It's already packaged. Yep. I just need to take it. But it's like, it's just the, the thought of like another task. Yes. Right. That like kind of shuts me down where I'm like, nope, don't I just don't, I just don't want to deal with it. You know what? It was 10 bucks it, whatever. If I don't return it, big deal. Yeah. Right. And uh, so I kind of get to this place where like I'm, I'm froze. And sometimes I think things that I carry through life are a lot like that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, God, well, you know that I've, I've struggled with this for so long. I don't even, I just don't even want to like think about it anymore yeah. <laughs> and whatever. You know what? If I, if I got to, if I got to deal with this, fine. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes I feel like that's easier. I don't even really know why I got to be like that sometimes.
0: Are you both? Uh, Cause I, I'm not so like, I, I, I'm not an anxious person. Mm-hmm. I'm very, I think people term me as chill. I'm a pretty chill person. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you guys anxious people? Yes. Yes. <laughs> cool. Yes.
3: Cool. Anxious because um, I think anxious because you want, you
0: want mm-hmm. control. Honestly. Oh, I is. Is. oh yeah. yikes. Shoot. Yeah, Passed And you should have got that in the 57th minute. Not yeah. yeah. Not 21. They can yeah. just stop now.
3: <laughs> but yeah. that's... It's true. That's the reality is I'm anxious because if things don't go the way I want it to, or I thought God wanted it to, I go, oh, okay, why is this not going this way? And so, um, I dealt with anxiety actually mm. in Israel. I was telling, I, was, I said, I'll save it for the podcast. Uh, there oh, was, okay, this is it. This is a story. And I
0: told him not to tell me yes. like, cause he was going to say it before we press record. I'm like, no, no, no. I want a genuine yeah. reaction. So at midnight one night,
3: all of a sudden our hotel is just rumbling, just rumbling and I'm thinking like, <laughs> the first thing that came to my head was like, is this a train? And I'm like, no, I didn't see any trains anywhere near. And so I wake up and my dad is like looking out the balcony, like ha- hands just staring. I go, what's going on? He goes, it's the airplanes. They're they're flying over. Wow. And I go, where? He goes, from the airbase." I go, oh. And he goes, yeah, something's happened. And I was like, what? No. And I and it, and it was a rumble that lasted longer than I wanted to. I thought it was going to be like, room, like, you know, the plane. No, I guess they were going low as to surprise someone. So at the time I didn't know if the Israel was going to surprise someone or we're being surprised by someone. Mm-hmm. So I kept thinking we're getting attacked. Of course, of all t- days that I'm going to come to Israel it's when there's going to be a war. And so I'm like panicking and I'm like shaking and all this stuff. And what did you do? I started praying Good. <laughs> because I heard, I heard this at one point. I hear, and then as soon as it stops, it goes up, and I and I hear this. My dad says he didn't hear, it, but I hear. And I go, that's it, mm. we're done. There's going to be a bomb, and I just thought for sure, like just like it was going to explode, and we're all going to be gone. It didn't happen, but I'm my chest is pounding and pounding and pounding, and this and I pray God, I go, God, please, please don't like let me co- go home like I want to go home not right now but like please don't let anything crazy happen and and uh, and I think God reminded me like you know I wouldn't do these certain things in your life just to take you right now it, it, it there would to me it didn't make sense but I I, I felt like I needed clarity from God he, in that.
0: You, you are he's you're not the living aren't done with you yet
3: that's that's what I felt but there was still a struggle because I'm like, well, maybe I'm wrong on this maybe you know and, mm. and so but but I had to remind myself and I think my dad noticed it and was like, son, it was our planes, not their planes. You're, we're going to be okay. And so, and then we—I found out the next morning that Israel did attack Syria because they—they they, um, mm-hmm. it looked like they found out that their um, Iran was doing stuff in Syria to try to attack us. So they got them first. And I was like, but then the rest of that the trip, I was like, when are they going to retaliate? And they didn't, thankfully but it was something that I had a battle and I had to go to prayer with over and over and over again because I was like, Oh gosh. Man. So yeah. So yeah, I, I dealt with it recently.
0: Anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the realization that we, us three live in Green Bay, Wisconsin and, yes. and the United States, which is one of the more protected countries in all of the world, mm-hmm. be, just be, half of it based geographically on where we are. Yes. It, we, people don't sneak up on us. Yeah. You can see them coming from the ocean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but that, that that's a real element of a daily fear for people across the world. Yes. And that's not only an a, an, an actual element that could at any moment could happen and wouldn't even be unusual. Yeah. But th- my guess is because of that, there are people, a, a lot of them probably in Israel slept through that because they're used to it.
3: Yeah. And the next day mm-hmm. I'm I'm walking around and people are happy and running around. I'm like, You guys know that it, it, you your country attacked another country, right? Like there might be a war, like you wouldn't even saw it in any of them. They were they were happy, laughing. It probably was
2: hardly in the news, and yeah, yeah. that's just it. It we have been so blessed here, yes, in this country. That honestly, that makes me really emotional to even think about, and just, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that like when we put our kids to bed at night, we don't we don't feel that. That rumble of an airplane. Yes. Right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm just I do pray uh for for a lot of the conflict that's going on, but but man, to think about the the anxiety level of people of moms putting their kids to bed yes. and just wondering, right?
0: Yeah. Or even more sad the the, the non anxiety level of yeah. putting your children to bed that because too. it's anticipated. Yeah. yeah. Because too. it's yeah. Because it's normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I, I guess to, to start the soundbite off with that is that am I not an anxious person because I'm just so used to pressure all the time? Mm. Or am I not an anxious person because I'm like a duck and just let it roll off my back? And those mm. are internal questions. I, I, Without discussing the rest of this show with, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Have I, have I just become so accustomed to the cold so I don't notice the frostbite? Mm-hmm. You know?
2: Yeah.
1: You've undoubtedly hit a perfect storm, maybe now, maybe recently, because individually we deal with issues all the time, and individually it's manageable, but you collectively put everything together that we've just gone through, and it can be anxiety-inducing, right? So two months ago, I'm in my car, back to that scene, and I know that God had said in the Bible, don't be anxious about, or Paul had said, don't be anxious about anything but in everything. And I found myself sobbing and I found myself thinking, God, I haven't come to you about everything because you already know. And so I'm going to in a moment tell you how I got through that. But I want to first point you to what Paul said when he was in a perfect storm. In fact, he was in a storm where sailors were like, Paul, we're going to die. And they were on the seas. This is not Peter that walked on water. Totally different, unknown, well, less well-known story. And here it is in Acts 27, 23. This is Paul talking to the sailors. Last night, an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So Paul went and told the the sailors, we're not gonna die. And they're like, do you see the storm we're in? But what I think is that Paul, he just knew they were gonna survive. And can I ask you, is God actually sending angels to tell you you're gonna live through this? I'm not taking the storm away yet, I'm sorry, it's not gone, but you're gonna live through this.
4: Mm.
2: Uh, I relate with this a lot. And thinking back in the last two years, like the anxiety and the pressure that I have dealt with and wrestled with and for months I would read the news and feel uh, so overwhelmed so anxious even hopeless honestly and it really started to just be this like weight like something I couldn't shake right and you read the Bible it's like don't be anxious you're like (laughs) that's that's nice but like I feel this and I think it kind of came to a point for me where I realized like I can't I can't own this, I can't control this, I can't fix the world, right? Like I can't make it look like how I want it to look like or how I think God wants it to look like. And all I can literally do is pursue Jesus. And when, I think when I started to realize that and make that shift in my thinking that, you know, I can't, I can't change the world around me, but I can change me. Yeah. That's when I started to feel this this pressure lift. And 1 Peter 5 says, do not be anxious because he cares for you. Yes. There is no like outline or step-by-step. So when you hear the do not be anxious, you're like, yeah, that's cute. But how do I do that? Yeah. All you need to know is because he cares for you, that is the solution to your anxiety and, and the pressure and the the control factor, like you said, Pastor mm-hmm. Dallas, of I need to control the situation.
3: Yeah. And it's it, it, so. My takeaway was that he already knows yeah. because there's been times where I'm like, God, you already know. Why do I need to pray for you? It's again, it's relationship, and I didn't realize the importance of that until I became a dad. Because you know, as parents, we we uh, well, not, I don't know. Your 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 boy's a little young, but we have. You probably had a moment where you know something happened, but you want your kid to tell you every single mm. day, you know, because <laughs> you know when that happens. They've built trust in you, that they're building their relationship with you when they're coming to you for help. So I know the answer sometimes, but I still want my kid to come and go, hey, can you, hey, I did this. Or, hey, can you help me with this? And it's like, yes, because now we're building our relationship together. You know, they're trusting me. They're wanting me for help and stuff. And that's what God wants. Yes, God knows, but God wants a relationship with you. God wants you to come to him and trust him and, and, yeah. and go to him and say, yes, thank you. I, you know, of course I know, but I want to hear you say it. I want to hear it from you so it builds that relationship together. And God loves that. I think that's why we see in the Bible where He says, Come to me, come to me, come to me. Yes, come, because I want to, because I think He finds joy in our relationship. You know, He created us. We're His creation and He loves it and He's proud of it and He wants to have a relationship with that. So, yes, does He know everything? Of course, but He still wants to hear you say it. He still wants to hear you go to Him because that's what makes our relationship work.
0: It's let yeah you're you're letting go of uh, the control factor of it when you say it out loud. Uh, I I hear this a lot with um which which is pastoring men. Well, if God knows everything, why do I why do I gotta pray to Him? You know, Mm -hmm. is there well you have to pray to Him because that's like like you said, uh, Pastor Dallas. That's how your relationship is is formed and and developed. I, I like my 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 kids i i have i have nest cameras in in the rooms that they play in. yep you know there there's very little things that pass the 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 radar of me and my wife yes. you know but you know like like you said i i i i pref- I, I like them to be honest with me yes. I like them to come to me when they need help, even when I hear something like like almost break like mm-hmm. and, and then as a parent, you're like no, you're like you're just stop in mm-hmm. your tracks and you're mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I know nothing's wrong. I, I want to see how they're going to react to this. Yeah. Sometimes it's screaming. Sometimes it's like, Oh my God. And sometimes like, ah, and then you hear them tunk, 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 and they're getting closer to you. And then, you know, they're coming to you for, it, Yes. you know, and those, yeah. those are selfishly some of the best moments of being a parent or yes. when you, you not necessarily hear a positive or a negative reaction, but their first instinct is a turn. And it's almost always, can you put this back together? Yeah. You know, and <laughs> But in, you know, it's, it's, you, I could take that for granted, but in 20 years, I'm going to, I'm going to miss, uh, not getting the opportunity to put action figures back together, Mm. Uh, you know? Yeah. Mm. Love it.
2: Mm. That's really cool. Yeah. To just even think about handing our little broken mess Mm -hmm. to God, like to him, We've said this before to him. It's so insignificant, right? Like not it is significant because we care about it, but like in the grand scheme of God, he's like, this is, I can handle this. Yes. Like you think that it's so big because you know, you're small and you're cute. And like, I want to take care of you. I want to take care of you fully. I want you to have wholeness. And even, you know, for Paul, he didn't necessarily become relieved of the thorn in his side, because it was for a purpose, yeah, and because there was a point to the pain, and so maybe you're in that, and you're like, no, this pain is just feels like it's going to go on forever, and there's just no point. There's no yeah. point in bringing it to God, and there's no point in me thinking that it's for anything other than He must be smiting me.
3: Yeah, right? the request is not uh, significant to God. It's requesting that's significant. Oh yeah, it's the fact that you came to me. You know, yes, I can handle anything that you throw at me. I'm the creator of the universe. That's So it's not significant to him, but requesting it is significant. As going to him and saying, I need your help. That's significant to him to where he's like, yeah, I can take care of that. Thank you for coming to me and not trying to do it on your own.
2: And sometimes I think we think like, well, I pray about this all the time, but do you? Because I, like Sonny said- I prayed about the glass more. And it's like, she probably in the midst of her anxiety thought she prayed about it all the time. But then later upon reflection, she was like, oh uh, yeah, I really didn't pray about it that much. So are you like writing it down? Are you praying about it every day? I mean, there's periods, uh, you know, for the last couple of months, I've been praying something specific every day. And sometimes it's actually, I realized- I would think I had prayed about it that day and I hadn't yeah. not like really like pleading with God, praying over the thing. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, just kind of check yourself on that. And that's where I think a prayer journal comes in handy. If you're open and willing to do that, you can type it in your phone on your notes. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Or like voice text it. I don't, I don't know, just like mark down what you're praying about and then maybe like pastor Dallas, God will finish the sentence for you.
0: Yes. When you're, when you both are anxious and you pray, uh, is your anxiety immediately removed?
3: Um, sometimes, but sometimes sometimes not because I also think that I'm not being specific enough. I'm saying, take away this feeling. and I think God is going, but why do you want me to take away the feeling? Mm. What is it that you're anxious about? Let's uncover that. Let's get to the root of that. Like pastor said last week about bitterness, getting to the root of bitterness. We need to get to the root of our anxiety. And so I think there's moments where I'm like, going back to the Israel thing like god please please just take me home you know but why why do you want me you know do you want me to teleport you there what do you what, <laughs> you know what do you mean mm-hmm. and so it was it was going to god and going god i'm i'm afraid because it had to be to a point where i i had to realize this too in my prayers you know what god i want to go back home i want to be with my wife and my kids but my life is in your hands yeah. so if you do take me now you're going to, you know what? It's going to work out. I have a, I have a, cause here's what comes to my head with anxiety. Well, what if I die and my, my kids curse God for taking me and they don't have a relationship with him? Mm. What if this happens? What is it this? And I said, no, 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 no. I trust my life, including my family in your hands. So I had to get to that point where I said, I don't want to go, but if you took me now, I know it's in your will and not my will. And that helped. But I had to, get to that realization that I can't control the narrative. I have to just go to, you can control all things and can do all things. And once that, that reality hit for me, I'm nervous, but I trust you with it. Mm -hmm. That's when the anxiety drops.
2: Yeah. If I, if I just, uh, you know, pretend God is like the mailbox with this Amazon package. Okay. And I take the package and I just chuck it at the mailbox and I run away.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Can I'm not- you imagine ah! seeing?
2: Dang it! <laughs> exactly. If I, I might do that. Yeah.
0: Prince back to her house. <laughs> I'm
2: not left with a ton of peace. Yeah. Uh, but when I bring that and I set it down. Yes. At his feet, and I then pursue his presence. And like the anxiety just becomes the thing that brought me to God. But what I'm left with is the time with God. Yes. That's when I start to feel that relief of the anxiety because I start to realize that like what the problem was, like maybe it just doesn't matter as much as I thought it did. Right. Yes. Or I'm getting answers in my prayer that transcend the problem. Yeah. So it's all to bring you, it's to bring you to Jesus. And a lot of times I, I do throw my package at the mailbox yeah. and I'm like, Why do I do that? Yeah. Why do I put the thing off so long, and then I finally I'm just like, okay, God, fine, take it. Yeah. But it's flippant. I I didn't really like bring it to his feet and truly hand it, and with the intent of spending time with him. And so uh, that's again, this anxiety is something I wrestle with. Yeah. It's not like a one and done. I had a situation this past week where I was just like a low grade anxiety problem. But like, you know, I just sat there like really wrestling with the feeling and being like, God, just take it. Just take it. I give it to you. I trust you. And then hoping it would go away.
0: Yeah, (laughs) Did it?
2: No, because did I really pursue his presence in that?
0: Did you really give it away? Right. Yeah. Probably not. That's good. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I know that when I hold on to things and I don't hold grudges, right? Like I just, I don't. Uh, that's never been something I've ever really done. But like, if I hold on to something for a couple days, mm. and like I said, I think I've said that in this podcast before I have like a three day window. If I'm still feeling this way after three days, then something drastically has to change in, in my outlook. Uh, it is, it isn't as if I'm not praying during those three days. So I can understand, like, if you're saying you were anxious and did it go away immediately? No. Well, did you give it away? Probably not. I, 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 in my life, I can pinpoint it precisely that when I still am holding on to something a a feeling a thought um it's because I I I didn't honestly let it go I just I handed it to God but I didn't actually take my hands off of it and yeah so that's uh yeah that's I guess I can relate it in other aspects of my life mm-hmm. not necessarily anxious because again I I don't it's not as if I'm never anxious because sometimes I'm, you know, I think what is like the hands would be sweaty or your heart's racing a little bit more, or you're like, your mind's (laughs) racing really fast. Um, I've had experiences of those things. So it's not like a a foreign Mm -hmm. feeling of mine, but it's, it's not typically something that I, I wrestle with. Um, but that's not to say that, uh, I don't, I don't know. It, an interesting thought just came to my head, like, like as you two both wrestle with anxiety and it's not really a common, uh, I can't even remember the last time I was anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I know I wrestle with emotions that you don't both of yeah, you, yeah. but I wonder if they're the same thing. Like, I wonder if we're there, uh, the applied science of it is just, it's just applied to a different area or aspect of my life. Um, then, interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So interesting. Like, I, I guess look, a, a question I want to ask too: um, When you in Israel, mm-hmm. you're on this balcony. Yeah. Uh, um, I guess maybe like, was it? Did it feel like if this is if this is did did the life flash before your eyes? Did you have any moments like that? Um, because I could understand if like you
3: did. I guess so. It was. It was. A, it was a really. I mean, I had some like, I was like really anxious and I was like, no, kind of like, no, I don't want this to be it. Like, I didn't even see my new house yet. Like, I, I, you know, I was like all these things like, no, like, you know, and so I didn't have fear of death. I think I had fear of missing out on life. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, cause I know I'm confident with my relationship with Jesus and what he's done so I don't have a fear of where I'm going. I just didn't want to go yet, mm-hmm. and so I think that was the thing that came to my head was like, no, 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 like don't, don't, you know. And so um, that, so that was my initial feeling. I I don't know if my my life flashed through my eyes. It was just one of those things. That's
0: just a, a cliche saying. I yeah, guess yeah, 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 yeah. I I that was just my you started my- you started inventorying the things that maybe. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, I should have did this different. I could have done this different because you did say one oh, thing. No. You did say one thing in that sentence that caught me—not mm-hmm. necessarily by surprise, because I'm sure that as a as as mm-hmm. as a parent, you we probably would. But would he be? Would would my children be spiteful because yes, they didn't? So
3: mm. so that would be the one yeah. thing in my head. I was like, is is my f- kids' faith foundation strong enough right now? Yeah, and I think and so I think that was probably the fear I had.
0: And so so as that a dozen more fears popped in your head Mm -hmm. all within two seconds, your brain's getting overloaded. I mean, I get the science behind anxiety. Uh, Now that you have, you've, you're not in that situation. You're back Mm -hmm. in, uh, in, in the United States. Yeah. You know, it's just a different world. Yeah. Um, Have you thought about those feelings you had now there and, and maybe uh, encouraged, promoted or, Sparked a fire to change anything, or I, or or, and this is a possible mm-hmm. because I think your knee jerk reaction is yes, I changed it, yeah. or the knee jerk reaction is no, it was an unwarranted fear, and I realize I'm staying the course because we're right. I think it's a little
3: bit of both because I think one of the things I I did love is I one thing I, I've been very more affectionate with my whole family, like I think I've hugged my family more these last couple of days than I have. And not that I was not a hugger, but there was just even most like even this morning I gave Shelby a hug and she goes, Nope. I she and she gave me mm-hmm. a hug back. She goes, All right, we gotta go. We got, you know, mm-hmm. we gotta get this kid on the bus. We gotta get this kid to school. And so she's like, Hug time's over, you know, kind of thing, you know. <laughs> so um, but I was just I think I've been more affectionate with my kids. I think I'm trying to show Jesus more to my kids as I can, um, because I don't want that fear to be a reality. You know, because it's
0: there for a reason. Like exactly. you had a fear. Yes. Like I don't know if I don't know if I would have that fear yeah. with, with a possible uh, ending, mm-hmm. seeing a possible ending. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if that'd be my knee jerk fear.
3: Yeah. I I and I I and I don't know why I have with my kids. I've just seen it with other kids. I've seen with kids where they had a good faith. Uh, I know this. I know four kids. They lost both their parents to cancer, and all four of those kids have turned their back on their faith. But before that, they loved Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, "Whoa! I did not see that coming." Uh, and yeah, they're both cut. Kind of, all four of them are like, "Yeah, I don't really know if I believe in all that stuff." That's anymore. the
2: pastor in you too.
3: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, exa- yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Like that calling and mission to to plant things in people that that grows and yes. then is their sustenance. Yes. Yeah.
1: So for sure. listen to this. It's harder to discern the voice of God from Satan's when we're weary. And during the pandemic, guys, we were all weary. I couldn't hear the voice of God. That's why, that's why there were times that I was just staying in my anxiety because I wasn't hearing clearly. And Satan doesn't come in and say, knock, knock. I'm Satan. I'd like to ruin your life now. And I'm going to tell you what to do. No, he's subtle. He's sly. He's like a snake. So be careful when you're weary because Satan even told me this. You're being ungrateful. The scripture says, be thankful. Do it in thanksgiving. Sonny, you're being prideful to ask for more. But the Bible says, do not be anxious. Go to him for anything, everything. Yes, with prayer and supplication, but make them known to God.
3: It's interesting because I think when we are in those moments of anxiety, we'll take any form of scripture that can justify us being anxious Mm -hmm. and so it's so it's important not just to get scripture that you hear from a pastor or a christian like that you study scripture yourself because i it's it's very easy to misquote or to sugarize scripture to make it work and fit for your situation you know and so to the point will we'll sometimes say scripture and they're like, is that really what it means? You know, uh, we're finding that out with our Thursday night group that sometimes we're breaking down scripture and people are like, oh, I always thought it meant this until yeah. I heard you break it down. And so it's important. Be, be in your word. Go to the word. Don't just, don't just go to uh, a, a memory of what you think, you know, the word said. Mm. Or maybe this is in the Bible. That's what the enemy would love for you to do is go, yeah, 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 yeah. This is in the Bible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Lean on this. Don't lean on that because God, of course, the enemy would love for you to go away from the God breathed word of God to be in your life mm-hmm. and to produce in your life.
2: Yeah. Wow. I just had a conversation uh, with some friends this past week, and we were essentially talking about how when you're weary, it is really hard to know. And I, but I don't think we understood the weary part necessarily in this discussion. We were just saying, like, how do you know sometimes? Is this like God saying this? Am I being tempted in this or tested? You know, like there's a lot of different outcomes. And I think we do start to ask a lot of those questions when we're weary. So that's yeah. that's what really stood out to me in this clip is like, yeah, when you feel that like beat down, been anxious for two years, I'm just like done, you know? Like I've been, my strength and my ability to control has been sucked up, used up. It's, it's over. Like, I don't have anything else that I can possibly, like, I'm just spinning my wheels at this point. And that's when I do start to ask those questions where it's like, but did, did God really say that? Did I really think this? And so, and then that bleeds into those little, like the low grade anxiety situation I was talking about. It bled into that
4: Mm -hmm.
2: where I had a moment where I'm like, I questioned whether or not God had called me to that thing. And yeah. I was like, maybe I, maybe I heard from God wrong. And my friend said, no, you didn't. Yeah, And I was like, whoa. Because I had gotten weary from like past anxiety and I was just kind of like beat down. And it just took this one little thing for me to be like, maybe I just don't hear from God the right way. She's like, no, (laughs) you heard it. It just wasn't that. It wasn't this situation that that door wasn't meant for you. Mm -hmm. So, but if God called you to the thing, he's going to open up another door.
3: I think that's an, another important thing to have some people who love Jesus in your, you know, in your life. Yeah. Don't do the Christian walk on your own because sometimes you're going to need a, a, a Christian, a Jesus lover who's going to go, no, you didn't, you know, and bring right. you back to the course of your calling.
4: Yeah. And
3: so like, yeah, I think that's huge to have. I'm glad that your friend said that
0: to you.
2: Right. Me too. Uh,
0: what are each of your gifts of the Spirit?
2: Uh, leadership and wisdom, my top two.
3: Serving and, um, uh, teachability, I think it was. I can't remember what, I forgot. Are you
0: you speak in tongues.
3: Oh yeah. I, oh yeah. I have done that. Yes. I, I do do that. Yes. <laughs> I do that frequently. You know what? I thought about the test. That's why I was like, wait, what? Oh, what, what, is that, that was,
2: not, that wasn't the question? I thought you were asking about like our spiritual gifts.
3: I, I thought the, the spiritual gifts test. I thought that's what you were talking oh. about. So that's what, what are I was. you talking
0: about. Well, like like prophecy.
3: Oh, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Um, so I would say speaking in tongues. Uh, um, oh, is it is like the empathy, like or feeling? What maybe other? I've had that. Those moments were. Um, I, I have spoken over what people have, you know. So I guess prophecy, where I go, I feel like God's saying this, you know, okay. that I need to tell you this, and so I've had those moments too. So
0: where. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um I cuz I think that like the the gifts of the spirit um those are amplified the closer you get yes to the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh when I when I hear people like and myself too like if I don't know who's talking, mm-hmm. the the accuser or or God, yeah. Mm-hmm. That um that's usually not a good sign of where I'm at in my in my in my place with the Holy Spirit, because when God speaks it's in the in the moments of my life that God has spoken clearly mm-hmm. I was very close to close to the flame yeah I was very close to the Holy Spirit I was very in the word uh and there was no doubt that it was God and not the accuser mm-hmm. I think for people that are listening though that um don't they can't decipher because no they they've never A even A thought about it or B no one around them has made it abundantly clear. Mm-hmm. Um I think that when when you're closer to the Holy Spirit, that question of of who's saying what mm-hmm. is usually eliminated.
3: Well, and I would also say too, because people will go, Well, I don't know. I don't know. God's if God's speaking to you, it'll always line up with his word. It won't be where like God told me this and it contradicts his word. No, he breathed that, you know, because he is all knowing, he's in all time. So he knew that his word that was written over 2000 years ago would still apply over 2000 years ago that that it's something that will still so so I think that would be the biggest thing is you're like I feel like God's saying this cool have you found it in the word that to line with that because that's how you can know because again even Satan quoted scripture to Jesus and Jesus had to say but this scripture says this to say okay you're quoting scripture wrong Satan how do I know this? Because Deuteronomy contradicts your interpretation. Yeah,
4: that's good. Mm-hmm.
3: And so I think that's where you have to, uh, you know, ask yourself that. Well, the answer to that question is: How do I know? Find out if it lines with His word. Mm-hmm. Well, how do I know it lines with His word? Google it, (laughs) (laughs) Google the phrase and say scripture on this, Right, you know, and if you can find that scripture and go, wow, that really hits home. Then you go, okay, God's speaking about this because now it's really lining up with the word.
2: Yeah. And again, if it, you know, back to my situation where I was like, okay, I felt like God told me to do this thing. And then I was denied. I wasn't accepted into what I was trying to get into. I was like, but I felt like God was telling me to do this thing. So am I, so was I wrong? Was, you know, who, what am I listening to? Right? My friend's like, no, another door will be open to you. But also remember this, that you can't just take the package and throw it at God.
4: Yes. (laughs) Uh,
2: Did I bring it, like, did I bring my heart and like, did I beg and did I plead? Because that is, that is the prayer that like God is after. And like, ultimately he's, you know, the things that I can do in this life are great, but like he wants my heart and he wants my full heart. And so it was this just something that was meant to push me even like closer and closer to him. So maybe yes, that he did say that, but maybe the end wasn't what I wanted or what I expected. Right.
0: It's tough to, yeah, I guess as I'm listening, it's tough to, for me to, um, understand the situation, I guess, if not, if I don't understand the situation, but if I, let me see if I got this right. Something in your life, Megan, you wanted to go do because you felt God wanted you to do it. Yeah. It did not work out the way you had hoped or planned. Yes. In fact, it didn't work out at all. Yeah. And then you second guess, was I supposed to do it?
2: Yeah.
0: So that's, that's a good summary of it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um. Yeah. I, I, I think w- with, with, with that idea is that, um, when things don't like, if things don't work out for you, like that, I guess that that could be a whole sermon series. Like why, yeah. why, why doesn't God? It's
2: so good. Why right? yeah, why doesn't so God? Much. Yeah.
0: Um, I w- I was told this by somebody once that like, because God wanted you to do it doesn't mean that it, it was it's actually going to uh, come to fruition. Yeah. Because we as humans like to know the end of the story Mm -hmm. and from the beginning (laughs) of the story. And we forget that movies are typically two hours long. And if we knew the ending right away and then, you know, there's still a whole lot of movie there. Yes. And that the action of doing something might've been all that God wanted. Yeah.
3: Our story's longer than two and a half
0: hours. Yeah.
2: And again, you're talking to, you know, two people over here who who want the control piece yes yeah. who want to write the story or uh, who want uh, to know the ending when yes. I mean, they're still in the beginning yes. <laughs> right and that is that's the the wrestle with anxiety but you know like i said it's i think for me i've just realized that i can wrestle with it all that I want. And it's not like, I can't make it better, yeah. right? Like mm. I can't wrestle my way out of anxiety. I can't make an outline of like things that I could do uh, to make it better. You know what I mean? Like that, mm. I think that's yeah. kind of like what I wanted was like a five-step plan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> God gave you a grocery list to go to the store mm-hmm. and get dinner made. Mm-hmm. So you went to the store, got the cart, went through the aisles, picked up every individual ingredient, made sure they're right, went to the checkout, got home, and then upset because you couldn't make dinner. <laughs> then you thought, you thought, my gosh, you told yes. me to make this for dinner. And then we don't, you know, and I think about this with, with myself too. Like, like I, I must have failed. I must not have heard because you wanted me to make this for dinner and I was unable to make it. And then you could, but then God saying, yeah, no, no, no. I wanted you to attempt to do it because grabbing the cart, going through the aisles, mm-hmm. there was a lot of business to be done there. Yes. And that was my will and plan for it. Yes. It had nothing to do with your dinner actually. I only I, I trust you, Megan, enough with it that I know I can send you to the store and you'll take care of the task.
4: Yeah.
0: And the dinner, the plate that insignificant to the story. But somewhere along that line, somebody did that, 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 the dots are connected. And it had nothing to do with your dinner. Yeah. But I knew I could trust you with doing part of the puzzle I needed done.
2: Yeah. So good. Amen. Uh, I felt like I drove home after that conversation with my friends and I felt like, you know what? I feel like this thing happened because it sparked something in me Mm. that needed to be sparked. And so I was actually like, okay, I'm actually grateful for this. Like I'm going to replace my disappointment with Thanksgiving because Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, I think I see it.
0: That's great. Had nothing to do with the the actual dinner. It actually had the to do with yeah. going to the store and getting the stuff, Love it. it's good. you know, and and with, with Dallas, like it, the bombing had nothing to do with your story, but God gave you a little tidbit of information. It says, uh, really get into those kids. Right. When you get home, get into those kids. Your kids are good, but get into them. Yeah. And that, those are moments where like the things life doesn't have, it, like always land the way I, I want it to.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But like, if, if I can try, if I can, and I pray for this a lot, I don't, I don't I often don't ever pray for healing. I don't often ever pray for have this happen. People do, and I, I'm just not I've never been a person that has. Mm. But I, I definitely pray with let me see what the point is. Let me see what you need here. Like I like I want the in between the lines. I'm I'm praying for wisdom in between the lines. I don't necessarily need to see the, the, the point of the story. Yeah. I just want to see the in-between. Yeah, And, and that's, you know, in both of your stories, like I, I I'm a thinker of the in-between, like, well, that was God. like he had your full attention, full attention. Mm-hmm. And, and the first reaction you had were, gosh, I hope my kid's faith is in line. Yeah. And God goes, good, go home with that. Yeah, mm. You know? And yeah. would I, would and do, do you say, oh my gosh, Dallas, it was such a, That because I mean, you say that a lot. People, that was a traumatic experience, yeah. And poor you, Dallas. (laughs) And I say, poor me, poor me. I don't, I don't, I I love when God is so point blank, yeah. Yeah. You know, poor me for not having an experience like that to that God that afforded God an opportunity to be so point blank, you know. Mm, So, good, good on you, man. (laughs) I mean, that's a story that's. Good on you, Megan. I don't know what I, I don't know any more than, than the listener knows, but good on you that that God could, was so obvious to you. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I think as a believer, I mean, we, us believers strive for that. Yeah. Like we, man, if I could, if it, if it could all just make sense for a minute. Yeah. You know, if I could hear it like it's coming through the radio, loud and proud. Yep. Mm-hmm. But God doesn't often talk loud to us, loud and proud. But man, good on you. When I hear stories on which God does though, ah, it, may, it doesn't say poor Megan for not working. I say, man, poor me, you know? Oh, I wish I, wished I had something like that where I could look back and be like, oh, that was God. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I read this and I posted this on my Instagram before that. And I want to share it with you. Uh, I think I'm going to die. That's exactly what I thought to myself numerous sleepless nights last year. I would try to fall asleep only to be woken up in terror for no particular reason. My chest was tight, I felt like I was choking, and I couldn't breathe at times. The cycle would repeat, and eventually I resigned myself to sleep on the couch so I'd stop waking up my wife. One day, I went to the doctor and explained my symptoms, the chest pain, the trouble falling asleep, and the panic attacks. After a couple of tests over a few visits, he diagnosed me with anxiety. Can I be honest? It made me feel like a failure as a Christian hadn't I been praying against this the right way I'm not supposed to deal with this I would think to myself I'm supposed to have peace and not worry that's what Jesus said to do After following the doctor's instructions and starting to take a small dose of medication, I continued praying for anxiety to just go away. I didn't wanna have to deal with it anymore. The Lord responded when Paul asked for his thorn, which may have been anxiety to go away. The Lord actually didn't take Paul's thorn till the day he died. So while we never know for sure what Paul's thorn was, anxiety can certainly feel like one for a lot of people, including me. Paul said that he pleaded with the Lord three times to take it away, but instead, Jesus told him, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. The grace of Jesus is sufficient no matter the circumstances. As I began praying for healing, I began to draw closer to Jesus. Like Paul, God doesn't have, hasn't taken my thorn away. However, I found myself more passionate about reading his word. I've prayed more than I ever have before. I thought what I needed was healing for my anxiety. In reality, I needed more of Jesus. Now I'm not saying it had If I had been closer to Jesus, I wouldn't have anxiety. I'm also not gonna stop praying for anxiety to leave. I keep praying to be delivered from this thorn, just like Paul did, but something even better is happening to me than being instantly healed from anxiety. I'm developing a deeper understanding of God and a richer relationship with him. Instead of just praying for peace, I found myself drawn closer to the Prince of Peace. I prayed for my anxiety to go away, but I found something much better—the overwhelming, loving presence of Jesus in my life, even in the midst of anxiety. And,
0: and like how I how I want to close the show out with, because uh, I I don't like like I, I said I don't really uh, suffer with anxiety like that, but in all of what I, I just heard, and that was a, that was a, a, a letter, like a post that Sunny posted on her Instagram that somebody wrote a letter. Um, well, it wasn't her. Uh, but in my, in my ailments, I can apply myself to every one of those situations, you know, those same feelings and kind of how I said earlier in the show, like I don't, anxiety is not really my, isn't really my Achilles, but I'll tell you what, when I'm overwhelmed with depression, I feel those same things. Mm. And, you know, I, do I pray for it to go away? Um, I do. I I I don't. I don't know if it ever will, though. I I don't. And that doesn't make God less God. That doesn't make my prayers less heard. Because um, I tell you, when I go through bouts, like I feel like I'm going backwards as a Christian. Like, should I be depressed? Mm-hmm. I feel like I. Sh- and 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 I guess on paper you would say, well, yeah, it's you probably you need to. You should be doing more of this or more of that, more of this. And those are good life. Yeah, I should be doing more of all those things. And you know what? When I finally got out of it, it's because I did do more of those things. Yeah. And and am I bringing depression on to myself? Do I deserve it because of it? No, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a very consistent person. Like repetition and consistency with how my, how my day is is normal for me. So do I read, am I reading the word less when I go through bouts of depression? I don't think I am. Mm-hmm. I don't, but I'll tell you what, when I go through them, I read it even more. Yes. And if that is, if, if my ailment, if, if my broken wing needs to remain broken for the rest of my life to, to continue that, to continue my chasing after God, then so be it. Yeah. I gave my will to God on the good days and the bad days. Uh, there was no, there was no strings attached. When I truthfully did it, I said, all of it, good and bad. That doesn't mean all of it, good and bad, as long as I'm going to benefit from it. Unfortunately, the, some of us aren't going to benefit from this. Unfortunately, some of us are, are, we're, we're, we're the punching bag in the story. Yeah. And that's another debate to why, why children of God, go through hard times. I we don't have answers for that. Yeah. But we all have a point and a purpose. We all have to go to a grocery store and get dinner made. Mm-hmm. Will dinner ever be made? I can't promise you that. But if you're listening to God, get to the store. Yeah. Do it as diligently as you can as if God is your God is your boss. Yeah. And what happens if you're lucky, if you're lucky, you might get a glimpse. And man, when I in those moments when I get a glimpse. That's sometimes all I, I I beg for just a glimpse. And when I, when my friends today talked about their glimpses, they had full visions that I say, man, how awesome to get a glimpse of the story.
3: Mm. Yeah, I, uh, I got a cool picture of valleys in the Bible while I was in Israel. Cause you know, in Psalm 23, it talks about that. Even though I walk through the, the, you know, the darkest valley, I should feel fear no evil for you are with me. And, and we don't like valley moments in our lives. Yeah. But it was very interesting to look at a valley. A valley is actually where food and water is for the <laughs> sheep. Like if you look at the top yeah. of the valley, it's normally desert. It's dry. But the deeper you get down, that's when the trees begin to flourish and the water spring goes. So as the shepherd, he has to take his sheep down to give them nourishment to make it through. And that's what I think sometimes when we're going through things and we're going, God, God why he's trying? Like you said, we if we, we got to go to God more and more because he wants to strengthen us and help us get past this and to learn from this and to grow in it. And sometimes so, you'll be in those moments longer than you want to be. Yeah, but in, but remember in those moments, even though it's scary, because it says even though I walk, because I saw a valley and it looked scary, there was caves, there was shadow, darkness. But that, but the nourishment, the food, the water was was there, and God knows I need that to grow.
4: Yeah,
3: I need this situation to mature. I need this anxiety mm-hmm. to trust Him and to lean on Him and to go to Him to help me through it. There, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that there's things that I've dealt with in my past that I don't deal with anymore because I surrendered to those to God and God matured me through that. And there's things that I deal with on a consistent basis where I go, why have I not got over this? And I think it's because I'm not going to God specifically about it. I just go, you know, and it's like, yeah, but I know, but I want, I want to hear you say it because sometimes in those moments, you have those aha moments and you go, oh, thank you, God, for that. Thank you for giving me that clarity in this situation.
2: Mm, that's so good. The nourishment is in the valley. Yeah. So what are you walking through today? That that you actually, there is meat there yet on the bone. Yeah. You, thought, you thought it was done and over and pointless, but what is it that you can still wring out of this situation? What is the thing that God is trying to get you to see? And for me, it was this, hey, you don't, you don't get to control your whole life. Yep. <laughs> it's not how it works for you, but I care about you and I love you and I want good things for you. Mm-hmm. So don't be anxious because I care about you. That's all you need to know Yeah. because I care about you. I will make it work for you. And no matter what that looks like or what situation you're going to be in, that is still true. His word doesn't become canceled uh, when you're standing on the balcony and there's an airplane flying up. His, his word is still true. He still cares about you and he yes. still wants good things for you. And so I hope that you took that away from today because I definitely did.
0: Love it. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. And that's a perfect way to close the show. I, as a person who anxiety, like, like I said, isn't really a, on the forefront of my mind or heart. What I am leaving the show with is that, uh, I signed up for this gig. I am serving God. God isn't serving me. Yes. yes. You know, and that's, that's it in, in, in your ups and downs. Remember your place in this yeah. kingdom. You're you you will, you will meet God. You will. Yes. We have our spots are reserved, but in the meantime, eh, you're kind of still the employee too. Yeah. yeah. And are you cool with that? Yeah. Are you cool with that today? Yeah. If you aren't, Ah oh, man, I don't know that's a spot. Yeah. But if yeah. you can be, I bet you this too shall pass. Yes. You know, so thank you for joining us for this episode of the True on that. Um, if you like the episode, uh, cool, uh, give us a thumbs up. Yes. Yeah. Give us some stars. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Yes. That would be incredibly beneficial to us if if yep. you uh, uh, hit the subscribe button. Yep. Um, Download. So you or know whatever. when yeah. new episodes drop. Yeah. Of the episode. And it'd be good, yeah. And it'd be good just (laughs) to hear different perspective. We do like emails. I like emails. I I shouldn't speak for you guys. That was that was wrong of me. (laughs) Emails. I love getting emails about the show. Totally.
2: Although I am the person who has the all the unread emails, but I still really do like emails. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Trust me, if you email, she'll she'll read it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Event. I will. Just might take me two business days, (laughs) y'all.
0: Email me in Dallas, and we'll let her know. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. Uh, Until next week. I. So people said that they enjoyed it. Megan did it. Uh, didn't do it for a few weeks. She brought it back, Ugh. and then I, I got more texts than than normal about I like how the show closed.
2: Wow! All right. Well, here, here's for all my fans out there.
0: <laughs>
4: Come
2: hungry next week because we're gonna num 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 chew on that. <laughs>